Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, and everywhere else you can. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. And today, guys, we're talking about accepting past mistakes. Now... First, I'm going to talk about why we're bringing this up, and then I'm going to get into a little bit of a vulnerable share. I'm going to tell a story that I don't talk about a lot that really led to, you know, a lot of positive changes in my life, but also, you know, is one of the mistakes that has held me back over the over the years as well. So the reason that we're getting into this today, the reason that we're talking about accepting past mistakes is because plain and simple as you start to develop into your career, as you start to you know reach higher levels and all of that, every person has a past. Every person's done some stupid shit. Every person has you know made mistakes in their life. And a lot of the time I find, I know for a long time myself, I always tried to hide from those mistakes. As I changed, as I grew, you know, as I stopped drinking, as I stopped the party lifestyle and all of that stuff, and I started really just focus on, focusing on it, dialing in my career, dialing in my life, becoming the best of me that I could be, for lack of a better term, I started, I was trying to hide from those mistakes. You know, I was always worried, like, oh, someone might figure out that I've done stupid shit in my life. It was everybody else. So I don't know what I was so worried about, but I feel like that's something that a lot of people run into, you know, not feeling like they're worth building the dream career that they're after because of some past stupid shit that they've done. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, when this starts to happen, when you start to try to hide from these mistakes, when you, when you struggle to accept the mistakes that you've made in your past, it starts to pop up in little weird ways, you know, little things, little bits of self-sabotage, little things of, you know, not feeling worthy to reach new levels, not feeling worthy to make money off of your career, not feeling worthy to, you know, be competing at the levels you want to compete at because you've made these mistakes, you've done stupid things, and you feel like someone who's done these stupid things doesn't deserve to be at this kind of level. Now, when you start to accept those mistakes, you start to accept the fact that like, yeah, when I was in my early 20s, I was a moron. And you start to put that behind you and you start to truly just focus on dialing your life in, dialing your career in, dialing your relationships in, everything like that, then you start to see a lot more success, plain and simple. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. So I'm gonna tell you guys a story from my own past that is still hard to talk about, if I'm honest, because it was pretty embarrassing. It was a pretty low point for me. But I'm going to talk about the benefits that I got out of that. And I'm going to con- and I'm going to talk about, you know, how that has helped me over the years. So this was in 2018, I believe. And it was the Calgary Stampede, which, if you don't know, basically is the largest outdoor show on Earth. Um for like two weeks, Calgary gets turned into a 
just pile of degenerates for lack of a better term. There's, you know, good music, good concerts, good shows and everything that happened. But a lot of the tone is, hey, everybody, fuck being real humans for two weeks and let's just go get hammered in the middle of the day. And just, yeah, it's it has its place. It was fun, but it is not something I want to be a part of in that way, in that way, in any way, shape or form in the future. Now, in 2018, however, I had not reached that level of maturity yet. And I was going out to the Calgary Stampede with some people that I worked with. And my one and only thought was, let's get fucked up and let's have some fun. Now, the night starts off pretty typical. We were at one of the big tents where they're playing music. Everyone's drinking. Everybody's having a good time figuring out who you're going to go home with that night, all of that kind of good stuff. And, you know, with the group, I start drinking and I start, you know, and when I say I start drinking, I keep drinking. I was drinking pretty heavily, which was not uncommon to say the least. And the reason that I always did that when I went out was because plain and simple guys, I was desperate for people to like me, to enjoy being around me. And the way that I figured I could make sure that everybody liked me was just let loose and be the life of the party. So that meant when people were drinking, I was trying to drink more than them. And so typical kind of start to the night, everybody's drinking. I'm trying to, you know, make sure that I'm quote unquote, keeping pace because that's what you do when you're fucking cool. Right. And as the night progresses, I, there was a group chat for the group that we were all going out with. And as the night progresses, you know, I'm starting to get drunker, starting to get drunker. And I sort of ventured off on my own. And I had, you know, been, yeah, I ventured off on my own. I was going off to a couple of the other tents. I met a couple of people that I didn't know, but they seemed fun. So I decided to follow them along to whatever tent they were going to next. And again, drinking more, drinking more, drinking more. And for lack of a better term, Basically, what I remember from the night was where I woke up. And I remember waking up and kind of, you know, typical night after drinking, uh, morning after drinking, waking up to a searing headache. And then I felt like a weird pressure in my lower back. And I woke up and as I kind of turned my head, I realized that I was lying down outside. So that's a really good start to the really good start to the story. I was lying down outside and as I turned my head, I looked up and I saw a police officer and the police officer had his foot in my lower back, not aggressively or anything was just like poking me, I think to see if I was dead. And as I turned my head, I just hear him say, Hey, do you know where you live? And I said, yeah. And he turned to, and then, so he was, as he's looking down, he goes, good. There's a cab and points to the cab that he had waiting on the side of the road. He said, get in, go home and don't come back here. So as he walked away, I got myself up. And as I got myself up, I realized that I was cut all the way down my arm. So my whole arm and my whole leg were both covered in blood. And I was lying in the parking lot of the Calgary Saddle Dome, which if you don't live in Calgary, that's where the Calgary Flames play. So I get up, um, I find my phone, which was sitting beside me. Thankfully, no one had stolen it. I have no idea how. Wallet still intact. No idea how. 
And I get into the cab. And as I was sitting in the cab, um, I start going through the group chat from the night before. And basically, you know, I can't remember specific messages from it now, but basically a bunch of the group chat was just talking about the stupid shit that I was doing. I had my shirt off at one point. I was running around chasing, you know, like I was running around doing fucking God knows what. Um, and, you know, as I'm reading this, I remember just thinking, what is wrong with me? And that was the only thought going through my head as I took the 20 minute cab ride home, trying not to bleed all over the inside of this cab. And as I'm sitting in this cab, as I'm, you know, basically just contemplating what the hell's wrong with my life. I remember thinking I've got to be at work in like four hours. You know, I got woken up at about four or five o'clock in the morning by this cop and I was working at 10 o'clock at the gym. And so again, I'm covered in blood. I'm just contemplating what is wrong with my life. And I've got to be at work in about four hours. And as that anxious feeling of like, Kenny, like something is wrong with you. You've got to get your shit figured out is creeping over me. All I kept thinking is I've got to make sure that I'm in good spirits about this. You know, I've got to be able to laugh about it. I've got to be able to, you know, joke about it even though I knew it was a serious fucking problem. Like if I'm getting myself to this point, I have an issue and I need to fix that problem. Now, as I got home again, I have not really slept because I don't know how long I was passed out in the parking lot. Cause a lot of the night at that point had was blacked out. As I got home, I, you know, tried to clean a couple of the cuts up. I put on long pants so that they cut all down the side of my leg wouldn't be seen. I put on a long sleeve shirt so that the cut all down the side of my arm wouldn't be seen. Made sure they were black too. So hopefully they wouldn't stain if the blood was still, you know, if the blood was still actually coming out and not just dried up. And I made my way to the gym. And so again, I'm off of like one to two hours of sleep outside in a parking lot. I'm covered in blood, wearing a long sleeve shirt and long pants in 38 degree weather. And I had six hours of coaching to do that day. And as I get to the gym, the girl at the front desk looks at me and goes, holy shit, you're here? Because she had seen me at about two o'clock in the morning rushing off doing God knows what. And then, you know, so again, I kind of forced myself to have a laugh with her about the state of last night and all of that. And then the same thing as the day went on, every time someone would bring up something stupid that I'd done the night before, I'd have a laugh about it. I'd joke and, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's it. Like that's, you know, it's too funny how those kind of things happen. And meanwhile, as the stories piled up, all I could think about was what a piece of shit I felt like. And guys, the reason that this is so important is because I didn't quit drinking after that day. In fact, it took a few more years, but that was the pivotal moment for me in a lot of ways, because even at that time, you know, from the outside, everything looked good. You know, I was working a job I enjoyed. I was in the field that I'd wanted to be in for a long time. I was working with some decently high level athletes at the time, not as many as I have now. And, you know, on the surface, everything was good. But that was the moment where I realized 
everything's not as good as it should be. And really everything's not good because if I'm doing this to myself, that means something's wrong. And so every time I would go out after that night, I would think about that night and I would have that one side of my brain going, Oh God, I can't let myself get to that point ever again. And then I'd have the other side of my brain being talking about, you know, thinking about like, Oh, well, you know, people think it's funny, whatever, just, you know, keep fucking being the life of the party, keep enjoying life. Like, Oh, you're just having a good time. And for a long time, I kept not necessarily to that extent, but I kept going down that path and I kept going down that path for the same reason that I talked about before. I was desperate for people to like me. I was desperate for people to, you know, want to go out with me because I was always going to be fun and always going to be a good time. And it honestly wasn't until COVID where I stopped going out because we weren't allowed that I realized that that wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted to be a part of. I didn't want to live this life that, you know, oh, people only liked having me out because I was the fucking butt of the joke because I was always fucking hammered. And yeah, that wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted. And the first little while it felt super lonely because I was like, okay, like if I'm not going to be that guy anymore, like maybe these people aren't going to want to be around me anymore. Maybe these people aren't going to want to be friends with me anymore. And then that's when I really came to the conclusion that I'm going to be me. And if people don't like that, it's not a problem with me. That just means they're not my fucking people. And this is a, this is the main point of this podcast today is because I know a lot of people listening to this have much higher level goals for their careers or for their lives than they're willing to let on. They have much higher level goals for their careers or for their lives than they're willing to let on. And they're not willing to let on to those goals because they have people in their lives that minimize them. They have people in their lives that, you know, want them to fit into this specific box, want them to be the life of the party, want them to, you know, just live the average whatever kind of life. And that's where I was at. I was afraid to admit that I wanted more because I was afraid that that path would be lonely. <clears throat> but an amazing thing happened. As soon as I fully accepted this isn't what I want for my life and I want more, I started finding the right people. You know, it was early 2022, late 2021 that I really was make, starting to make that decision that like, hey, I don't like this anymore. I don't like going out drinking. I don't like wasting days with hangovers. I want to fucking win in my industry. Like I want to be well known. I want to, you know, I want to be well known. I want to do the things that other people in my industry aren't going to get to do. I want to live the life that other people aren't going to get to live. You know, I don't want to ever look back on my life and wonder what more I could have been. And as soon as I accepted that, as soon as I really decided, you know, that's the life I'm going to live, I started finding my people. I started finding the people that accepted me for that and didn't care if I was, you know, not the life of the party anymore, not going out drinking or any of that kind of shit. And that's what I want to reinforce with you guys. If you're listening to this and you're like, man, you know, like I, I really, I really want to, you know, push harder for a career as an athlete, but you know, my parents don't think it's realistic or my friends always want to go out drinking or, you know, this or that or whatever, understand that you're not broken. 
they're not wrong in wanting those things. You're not wrong in wanting to shut off, you know, the party lifestyle or any of that other stuff that might be holding you back. The people around you just don't get it, which means they might not be your fucking people. Because since I made that decision, since I accepted who I actually am and what I actually want, incredible things have happened. In that time, over the last 18 to 24 months, the size of my business has over 5 x you know, so first off, the size of my business is over 5 x so I have five times the amount of clients, five times the income that I did when I actually started making that decision. On top of that, I've traveled to Australia, I've traveled to the States multiple times to go to conferences, listening to some of the best people in my industry in the world. On top of that, I've gone to retreats with other like-minded coaches like myself that, you know, we've actually found a group of people that all think this way, that are all acting this way, that are all after bigger, higher level goals in their lives. My social media has exploded. I've got over 19,000 followers on Instagram compared to the like 500 that I had a couple years ago, which like, I know if you're not a coach, you see, you know, oh, a bigger Instagram following, who cares? But what that means is that means more athletes that are following what I'm doing, more athletes that I'm making an impact on, more athletes that are improving in their sport because of the content that I'm delivering. Because when I stopped focusing on the going out, the partying, the having fun, the blah, 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 I started putting more effort into what I was delivering on a day-to-day basis. And when I started putting more effort into it, started actually getting educated on it, started spending my time focusing on the impact that I could deliver then the impact started to grow, right? So by getting rid of that old lifestyle that I was partaking in to just fit in and, you know, have people like me, I started focusing on the things I actually wanted, which was impact and success and, you know, higher levels in my career. And those things started to present themselves. And on top of that, on top of all those other things, guys, in 2024, I'm going to be traveling multiple times to speak at gyms about the methods that I use with my athletes. And that is an extra special one for me, because honestly, since I was in fifth grade, speaking like public speaking is something that I've wanted to get into. And now, again, because I've switched up who I am, I've switched up from like the fake wanting to be the life of the party version of me to actually who the fuck I am and actually who the fuck I want to be. These things have started presenting themselves and like 2024 is shaping up to literally be the best year of my entire life. And the one and only reason that I have for that is because I stopped faking and I started focusing on me. I started focusing on putting myself first. I stopped focusing on what other people wanted from me and I started focusing on me. So my challenge for you guys is number one, well, actually, before I get into that, and the best thing that I was ever able to do, other than obviously give all of that kind of shit up, was accept who I used to be. The best thing that I could have possibly done, the best thing that I have done, is accept the fact that, you know, for years, I played that kind of double life, as I like to call it. For years, I was making those stupid mistakes. I did shit like pass out in a fucking parking lot outside covered in blood. I've done dumb things in my life, but instead of trying to hide from that fact, 
you know, I don't want to be speaking at a gym and be worried that, oh, maybe somebody knows somebody who saw me when I was, no, I want to just be like, yeah, I was a fucking idiot. And then I got my shit together and now I'm not an idiot anymore. Like, because as soon as you can start accepting that, you can start moving past it. Whereas when you don't accept it, you're going to spend your whole life worrying about what if that comes out? You know what I'm saying? So instead of worrying about what if that comes out, now I just say, yeah, that's who I used to be. But then I got my shit together. And now that I have my shit together, I'm able to do all of these other cool things. So my challenge for you guys is figure out what part of your life is holding you back right now. Figure out where you're struggling. Figure out, you know, what that deep, dark secret is that you that you've started, that you've let hold yourself back from actually pursuing your goals at the level that you want to. And as you can figure that out, figure out how to accept it, figure out how to move past it, not how to shove it away, not how to, you know, never talk about it again, but how to accept who you used to be and how that's going to lead into who you are today. So guys, that is it. That is all. I appreciate you all tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. If you got some value from this, I would love to know what it is. Make sure to shoot me a message across all my social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. As always, I appreciate you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. Now, remember, information without execution is useless. So take what you learned in the show today and go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.